Welcome, friends, to the Friends That Carry On podcast, where we dive deeper in our trips, unpack tips, and everything in between. The one who holds the torch key is your host. Get ready for your ears to go on a trip with your favorite group of friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friends That Carry On podcast. Um, this is Brian Romine. I am the host and the tchotchke holder today with my passport alongside. And uh, today we have uh, a guest with us. We'll start with the introduction of Mr. John Bonbright. John, say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. Great to be here. And uh, also with the friends today is... Tony. Jim Scott. Eric. And Eric Fargo. <laughs> so... Welcome, everybody. Um, today, we, we thought that we'd do kind of a bit of a hodgepodge and uh, maybe a little, maybe you call it a little bit of freestyling today. So we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, your kind of mid-trip excursions or uh, kind of your day trips that you might do within a trip. And uh, maybe uh, also a little bit about uh, planning some of our upcoming trips and what some of us are, are doing and planning and uh how we can talk with one another about uh, advice and things of that sort, because I know there are some some people with us today that have traveled quite a bit more than others. So I'm going to be looking for some good advice. Again, we're the Friends That Carry On. You can find us at friendsthatcarryon.com and on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. So be sure to check us out. Uh, sign up uh, when you go to the website. Make sure you... Uh, sign up for our newsletter and uh, register, and, and you'll get access to some good bonus coverage and, and other special types of items that we have. So uh, so today, maybe I'll just go ahead and, and kick it off, and I uh, thought maybe I'd talk about what I've been wanting to do for a couple years now, mm. and uh, me mm. and my oldest son, um, we've been doing a lot of running together, which has been really cool, but we're now talking about doing a hike to base camp on Mount Everest. Awesome. And uh, so I know that, you know, Tony and Jim and Eric, you guys uh, know Jez Lees, who has, I guess, what, Jez does this every year. almost every year, it seems like. Every year. It seems like it, yeah. yeah. He does so, it uh, around Christmas time. Around Christmas time. Comes so. back around New Year's. Okay. So what I know about this, this uh, hike to the base camp at Mount Everest is it may take about two weeks um, to do. So you're flying into one of the most dangerous airports in the world, in Nepal, <laughs> and uh, that's a little bit scary to, Adve say, to say out loud. Adventure right off the bat. Adventure right <laughs> off the bat. So that might be the hardest part of the whole thing. I don't know. Um, and then evidently you spend uh, about a week or so hiking and acclimating to the elevation and going through different villages and uh, staying overnight along the way until, you know, maybe about a week or eight or nine days in, you make the final trek to base camp and turn around and come back the other direction. And base camp is what altitude? Do I you know? I believe base camp is somewhere in the 17,000 range. Wow. Yeah, 17,000 right. feet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just yeah. to give a perspective. So about 2,000 feet higher than anything in the lower 48. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just to put it in perspective. Yeah, like to, and to about 15,000 feet higher than anything I've been on, probably. <laughs> yeah. So if you've hiked the Rockies and you're out of, you know, out of breath, yeah, you're really going to be out of breath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so my, my oldest son, he's 18 now, and uh, we've been talking about it for a while. And I think 
you know, I just turned 50, so I feel like I'm in good enough shape to maybe try to tackle this thing um, well, before I... You did a 50-mile marathon run type thing, so I'd say you're in better shape yeah. than most people. <laughs> maybe not John, you're on similar runs, but definitely the rest of us sitting here. Well, thank you. Um, and uh, I think, yes, at the moment I can handle it, but I am 50 and that, that'll go away quick if I don't maintain it. So maybe the, you know, strike while the iron is hot, as, as they There say. you go. Good attitude. So, so, but, so what, but you, you guys have talked, we've talked about, about it. Um, Some of your, what, what yeah. else I may have missed there? Well, we talked to Jez about doing a couple of different hikes. Um, so it, it's all about the timing. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll talk about it and see if we want to do it next year with you guys or not. Um, again, he, he's done it so many times. I mean, we you absolutely have to reach out to him because his connection with, you know, the Sherpas and the people that you're going to you're gonna need. <laughs> and, and I think right. he's begging for, you know, buddies to come absolutely out and do agree. it with him. I think he really yeah. is one of those guys who just really wants to show you you know, what he knows and, and to really help you, you know, achieve this adventure. I think you're going to do nothing but learn. Yeah, he'll help you once, and then he's like, all right, I need my solitude. Yeah. So I got you here. You go that way, I'm going this way. So am I right? Do I remember? Did he do it by himself or has done it by he, himself? He before? almost always does it by himself. He got himself into a little bit of trouble one time. Well, he's got a couple of different times. Yeah, a few different times. A few different. Just, you never know what the weather's going to be like, yeah. whether it's temperature-wise or extra snowfall. Uh, the ground doesn't always or does give it sometimes. He, he's had a couple little land or snow avalanche-type things happen and, and lose his footing, go back down the hill, good way, big tumbles. And you never know when your appendix might burst. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, yes, luckily that didn't happen at base camp, but on his flight back home from that trip that it did burst. He was supposed to meet us for New Year's Eve in Bangkok and uh, we get a text mm. that uh, he's in a hospital because his appendix burst on the plane. And wasn't that like a day after he had completed yeah. the hike back yeah, from base camp? Extremely lucky. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm guessing there aren't any doctors at 17,000 feet that can take your appendix out. <laughs> Not likely. Do you want them out of <laughs> <laughs> Place to have surgery. Oh, I don't know. Base camp? I suppose at base camp, if you have to have it out, you don't really care maybe who takes no. it out. So I, I have a question. Yes, sir. Brian, what, 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 what in the world would desire or you, you all to go to base camp? And, I mean, not everybody thinks of this. Mm-hmm. What, what in the world makes this a reality in your mind? I'll Can chime you, in. Uh, just the opportunity to see the most majestic mountains anywhere on this planet. There you go. There you go. Yeah. It's a big world. The drive to see it. The drive to... And they they describe the hike in as just full of unbelievable, you know, scenery. Uh, We're talking, you know, mountains that are double the size of anything here in the U.S. 29,000 feet, so... And I think that's, you know, those are some of the stories. And I think you told me a little bit about it, John, and and the rest of the guys here have. Um, other than just the feeling of accomplishment, you know, being someone who's who likes to run long distances and has, has done several of those, it's a, it's a great feeling of accomplishment. You know, overcoming the pains, um, 
the the experience and training you know for me it's with my son it's really rewarding to spend that time with him and he wants to do it so mm -hmm. that's probably one of the biggest reasons is that's something that he wants Good to driving do. Force. I, I but, actually have a somebody I want to put you in touch with there real about. quick though real quick um, somebody I actually went to school with up through sixth seventh eighth grade um, he's actually an attorney out in California now but him and his dad actually did it um, two years ago. And he documented it, and it's really cool. And uh, it'd be somebody be worth talking to, John Nagley. He's he's just a really cool kid and a cool guy. Yeah, just just to you know, just talk about what they did. You know, now he's obviously your age, and then his dad, as opposed to going with his son. So maybe you should talk to his dad. <laughs> because because everyone's experience is different. Even if you're in a group of like four, five, six, eight, ten, whatever it is, going, whatever you're doing, hiking up the mountain, everyone's experience is different, even in a group of ten people. That's every travel, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But on this type of experience, I would think it would be even, because you're, I mean, you're in, you know. Well, I think the, uh, the also the idea of stopping at the different villages along right. the way. That's and what, what I, John was talking yeah, about, yeah. the scenery yeah. and the culture and diving into the culture along the way. Um, you know, spending an evening in a in a town or a village that you've never been to. Um, what a great experience! I hear there's a golf course that you can play. Oh, really? Um, along the way, yeah. So I, didn't know that. I saw a, a nine holes, picture. eighteen holes. Uh, you know, I think it's nine holes. <laughs> uh, don't quote me on that okay. for sure, but I saw a picture. I didn't even um, know that. It's, it's almost on the mountainside, and and it's you know it's one of those tee shots that right. looks like it drops down about a mile or so, uh -huh. um, which would just be fun to hit golf balls off of that. <laughs> um, so, but um, but you know, Walt, who's not here with us. Um, this evening, he really wants to go, and Walt's pastor and his pastor's son are going in March of this year, I believe. Oh. And so when he, when he gets back, Walt's going to set up a lunch so we can get together and talk about their experience, right? And uh, and then um, how they went through the process, how they booked their trip. There are several flights you have to book, right. and. Um, you probably need to hire a Sherpa mm -hmm. to kind of guide you. Do. You, you need to know how to do that. Unless, unless you plan on carrying it. I think it. that's where Jez comes in. Absolutely. I think he totally help us out in that, in that Experience. regard. Experience. I agree. And so the other thing about this is, is um, ever, climbing Everest, actually getting summiting Everest is a dream for a lot of people, but it's very expensive. It's very dangerous. And for those of us uh, who have responsibilities you know, to our families and such, um, at least for me, just being at base camp and looking up and seeing Everest would be pretty yeah. much the, you know, it, it would be a dream come true for me. Yeah. yeah. And, and for our listeners, you know, this is base camp, so it's not the, the, the peak the of peak, Everest. Right. So, which is very dangerous. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people probably saw what happened just this last year. I, I forget how many people died. Mm -hmm. There was a line yeah. at the top of Everest for people waiting to get to the very peak, there were so many people there, and I, you know, it seems like a half a dozen or so people perished this past year doing that. So I'm, really? I'm not quite ready for that. Wow, I don't, um, I, didn't, I don't follow it as closely. Yeah. As that. Wow, that's, I didn't know yeah. that. I think what? a lot of people don't realize that the danger starts from the very start of that trip. Though uh, you have to go through an ice fall where they have these blocks of ice that are, that are as big as buildings. And they can they can just fall at any time. So a lot of people who have died in Everest have actually died at the very lowest part, leaving base camp. So danger exists from from the get go. Just having this conversation. 
<laughs> this is a dangerous conversation. But yeah, I mean, it, from the get-go, it's uh, it, it's not something that's you know a trivial trivial uh, endeavor. This is not for the light heart. Well, we should definitely um, you know talk about that we in, in a specific episode. I mean, um, we, I agree, we, ta- yeah. we we talked about getting Jez on, and it was last year. It was like when we were just getting started. It was kind of. Right before, I think, going to Pamplona. Um, it was scheduled, but then, I mean... Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. But we need to get him on, and we should really talk about it and, and just have a special episode really just about hiking in general because he's done a lot of fantastic hikes. And then, you know, really get his perspective on it and work on that whole planning and it be an interesting thing to document over time. So That'd be great to get him on. I'm yeah. have lots of good advice and lots of tips and uh, probably yeah. maybe even he'd help us put the whole plan together and tag along and... Now, do you know? Can he actually act as your Sherpa? Is he that? No, 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 no. no. He, you would he... have to. He would hook you up with a Sherpa or Sherpa. I don't think you, you understand. You should see how much equipment you have. Right. What these guys can do. So yeah. the thing about going to base camp, it's a lot different than summiting. Um, you, you have much less equipment if you're just going to base camp. So, um, you know, but Jez would be able to answer that question about what we would need as far as Sherpas. You, we, we may just need, you know, we, we may need very few Sherpas just to go to base camp. But beyond base camp, beyond base camp is a, is a definite must for Sherpas. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'll be real interested to talk with Jez a yeah. little bit more, too. And, uh, and, and that's right. So, Mr. Bonbright, not this uh, March, but the following March is kind of our hopeful plan to go and I know we had talked about it in the grocery store I do believe yeah about maybe trying to, to make plans for that so let's let's work on that and it would podcast. be a dream come true for me would, so yeah I would do it in a heartbeat and and uh, anybody else of course in the room as well um, okay well I that's a that's a good bit on kind of the base camp and one of the things that I have in the works hopefully upcoming um, who would like to Who's got something that they want to chime in on next? Mr. Fargo, you want to I have talk a, about? You have I have a lot, lot in the works right now. Um, well, p- pick one thing for us. One thing. Well, one thing. I'm planning my daughter's, um, her honeymoon. And I promised her her honeymoon. I said, where do you want to go? She said, I think I'd like to go to Greece. So I'm planning Greece, and I've already been there. And I just purchased their two the tickets for her and her fiance seven hundred forty six dollars round trip that's a steal right so i'm really excited about that? that i did that through kayak but how, been, how far in advance was that well i had been searching kayak for this particular flight from washington dullas to uh, uh athens greece for the past i had i've been watching it for two months yeah, but how far out from her actual well, trip? Well, okay, I'm sorry. Her wedding is in October of yeah. next of and, 2020. And we're in January. And so we're, we're talking right. Ten so months. Nine, right. Mu- nine 10 months. Right. So I would just say this, uh-huh. just learning from this cuz we we did our trip in May mm-hmm. to Greece and same situation. A year to 10 months out, flights were in that $600 range, $700 range. Once you get to about 6 months, they are. They just jump, right? And like that double jump. And then we had that whole whole episode where we were talking about because of that, how we had to get creative, and we flew through 
London. Some of us flew through Stockholm. Stockholm. Yeah, we went all over the place because we had to hop and jump. And, you know, it was fun because you added a, a day or two. But if you don't have that luxury to add a day or two to the front or back end of your trip and you want to go to Greece, you need to book your flight 10 months out. Mm-hmm. If you want to, unless you're willing to spend a thousand bucks. Right. So there's, there's kayak that Eric used. What other services oh, did you guys used before that might be? I'll chime in with Skyscanner. Mm-hmm. Skyscanner allows you to actually one of our affiliates. In, one of our affiliates. You, know, you, you yeah. can punch in, um, you know, exactly what what destination and what airport you want to fly out of, yep. and it'll send you uh, alerts whenever the price changes. So yeah, that's and, pretty cool. Well, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what's been happening. Like I said, I put it into my into my alert several months ago and it always tells me the prices are going up the prices are going down and it just had to get to the point to where i was uh, able to pay for it and it happened to be you know this last month this month and you know i thought i was pretty happy with 746 dollars per person per round trip that's a steal from 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 iad which is dulles which is our area and, you know, I'm not planning this for me. I'm planning this for other people. So I'm much more flexible than – I'm much more flexible for myself than I know what how flexible other people are. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so – um, So this is a trip you're, you're planning for you as well? Are no, you no. Going on the I'm honeymoon? planning <laughs> – I know. I promised my daughter. I promised her. I said, what you, what you going on the wedding is your honeymoon. <laughs> so where do you want to go? And and she said, I'd like to go to Greece. I said, okay. So I had been thinking about this for the past, ever since she told me she was ready to get married. So I thought, well, I, you know, I'm going to, this is even before I went to Greece. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to be going to Greece. I'll find everything out I need to find out what to do, where to go, the prices and things like that. And, um, and when it comes to the time to plan it, I should know. And that's exactly what has happened. By the way, she may want to do a little bit differently since you went with Jim and I. Mm-hmm. She may do something different on her honeymoon than what we did. I'm just well, saying. Well, we weren't on a honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Can you elaborate on that? I'm not understanding what you're trying to say. Uh, the honeymoon was over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I will usually... say something about uh, Skyscanner, though. If you sign up for these alerts and you book a trip really early, you're just going to get really depressed when the prices go, go down. down by hundreds of dollars. So... Yeah. The one thing that's kind of cool is you can use it as a way to uh, uh, see trends in yeah. prices for flights. Yeah. So the next time you go, if you're a real nerd like me and you like spreadsheets, you can actually kind of uh, you can you you can show trends on the prices of these and kind of know the optimal time to book. Yeah. Speaking because of, for Greece, sorry. maybe it was really early, but for Italy, I booked way yeah. too early. Wound up. Probably overspending by about four hundred dollars. Well, typically it's usually in that that six month range. Mm-hmm. You know, is a good time. But with Greece, it was just the opposite. It just yeah, it just got crushed. But we, we talked about before on Skyscanner, which is another plug since they are a good affiliate of ours. The um, one of the things I love about them, yeah, one of the things that is awesome is that you don't have to pick a spe- specific spot or anything. You just say, hey, I want to spend. 400 bucks and I want to go on this these four days and you just narrow in on the map of the world and it would give you the current prices 
to get there from whatever your home airport you pick. Mm-hmm. So if you just want to get a last minute getaway or you, you know you got four days in March that you want to get someplace, throw that in there and you'll be surprised at some of the crazy flights you'll find. So it's a good thing to use. Yeah. Sky is amazing. Okay, yeah. so, so your trip then. So take us through a bit more of it then. Are you, you're talking about um, Greece, correct? Well, well I mean, the, let's talk about the, excursions planned Well, I haven't gotten to the day. Well, I'm not going to plan their day trips. I'm just going to basically do their 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 bulk, you know, their their stay and their travel. Their day trips and things they can plan themselves. Um, what I'm going to do is basically buy their bulk their bulk of it for them. But you so, were you you've been there before. I have been there, right? So, what sort of day trips did you do within the big when I was in trip. Greece, yeah. oh man, day trips. Might well, we did uh, a wine tour. We did all kinds of things. We 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 uh, when we were there, we island hopped because we did we did uh, Santorini and we did uh, Mykonos. Mykonos. Correct. So did you plan those in advance, or did you uh, did you set up these kind of day excur- excursions once you got there? That. Yeah, that ty- that particular trip was planned more of by Tony and Jim and those guys, and I was a I tagged along on that one. No, I, I'm going to Shelly. So okay, yeah, Tony Shelly did a lot of that. So, so. so how did you decide, or how did you plan those in advance? Did, did you use a service, or was it just searching well, around? And I think Shelly did a lot of TripAdvisor type stuff, looking for obviously in the area, like here in Santorini, what are things to do, and then you get to see sunset catamaran cruises you see wine tours and and uh the ancient city of Alcaria um tours and like that and then go on TripAdvisor and see which ones are rated the highest and then look at the timing mm-hmm. and, and what falls in and price ranges and those kind of things uh but, but she did a great job I mean that sunset catamaran cruise went out like 2 30 or 3 and went to still one of the best deals Everything. Oh yeah. An eight-hour cruise uh, yeah. around the GNC there, around the uh, the volcanic island of, of San Marini, it was just fantastic. And weren't you able to get out of the? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you were able to go swimming, snorkeling, went into a uh, hot sulfur spring, mm-hmm. spring, uh, spring, right? Which was kind of anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> the mud's supposedly great for you. <laughs> <laughs> that one dude really found out. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah that, that apparently didn't come off. <laughs> this guy coated himself head to toe. It was awesome. Because uh, we were advised before, and don't, don't get all money because it just doesn't come off. Well, they, they didn't want us to do it because it's a brand-new catamaran. Brand new catamaran. Literally brand-new. Yeah, they spray you off. They literally hose us down the before we got and then No mud on the catamaran. Oh, and by the way, we swam through the sea to get there. They just sprayed us off just to get salt water and any rem- remnants of it yeah, off. They didn't want swim. anything. That was a good... That's like a quarter mile. Yes. It wasn't a short swim. <laughs> no. If there was other boats. Not for the faint of heart. The docks that they were kind of like pushed out. Yeah. So worse when we when they dropped anchor, we see another boat and you look straight ahead and you see the land. So oh, that's only you know fifty yards up there. It's no problem. You got out past the boat and then you had to take a left. <laughs> you know, and then a right. I mean, it was a big zigzag. It was a ways. I'm assuming um, it was you know like. Deeper than your height, so it was. you would Very die if so. you couldn't. Did they ask you if you could swim before they <laughs> yeah. even life jacket kicked on? you off? No, the, no life no jacket. jacket. No, no. Okay. no. Yeah, we did. By the time you're 50 yards, 100 yards away. By the way, I jumped in 
with my GoPro. <laughs> so of I, course you did. I'm, I'm swimming. I'm swimming with the GoPro above my head. <laughs> so half the time I'm like in a you know side swim, side stroke, and I'm like, for the love of God, how far away are we? Right? But it was pretty funny. So it you was could funny. only use like a quarter of your propulsion. Yeah, it was pretty funny though. Oh, that's cool. But I would say real quick though, planning wise yeah. though, you know, if we're giving some advice, the there's so many sites. I mean, yeah. In addition to ours, of course, um, you know, we use a lot of friendly sites. You know, the TripAdvisors of the world, and there's so many places. You know, again, God bless Google. I mean, right. you just go and you look, and you find out what you really want to do. So, I mean, for for Shelly, this was her from the time she was a little kid. Her this was like trip. her dream trip right. to go to Greece. So it was for her her birthday. We decided this is where we're going to go. And then, you know, our friends just jumped in and, and we're, we're going. So she went and looked. Well, islands, Greece. Are you kidding me? I mean, every person in the world should see this. It is fantastic. And what better way to see it than from a catamaran? Mm. And then sunsets in Greece, there's not a bad one. I mean, <laughs> unless it's cloudy. It's I mean, like, yeah, it's like it's, um, that reminds me of um, Key West. That was the it's, first place I ever took a yeah. catamaran sunset cruise, and I'm like, a catamaran sunset cruise in Santorini, Greece, has to be spectacular. It is. They have to offer it. And then what they <laughs> did, I mean, I love Key West, too, but that two hours compared to this, like, seven-hour one right. where they fed you and, right. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, right. that was just amazing. A little bit different experience, correct? Yeah. yeah, and it was just... Um, but again, so you find out what you want to do. So we narrowed it down. Well, what are the things we love to, to do? All right, being on a boat in the islands in Greece, sunset, food, wine, perfect. Wine tour. What better way to see parts of the island to go see all the because the, it was all over. That was one of the things when they when they showed where you're going to go and what you're going to do, and they threw in the ancient city, and it was like. Hey, we're combining like two trips into one, so that was a great day excursion for us. So, and those were separate—the catamaran one day and the wine yep, tour. Those are two separate day. days, and all on so island. This trip sounds like um, you know you went to Greece, but you had multiple excursions, yeah. trip excursions. Mm-hmm. From did you stay in the same hotel the entire yep. time? Yeah, while we we're in on that, on that island, yeah. Okay. You know, and I, I tell you, I think the excursions make the trip. They do. I think that makes absolutely. It a you know. Beyond just being a tourist and actually experiencing, you know, where you where you're at, as long as the travel doesn't take up too much of the day. So sure, to, to get yeah. to your, it's it's it, it's like this. You can you can. There's extremes, right? So there is trips that there's nothing better than, and I, I I'm not trying to isolate into a, but you can go to Cancun, right? Never leave the resort. Spend the entire time on the beach, chillax, drink whatever you want to do, just soak up the sun and have fun for five days, seven days, and just that's all you do. There's nothing wrong with that. There's also, you can go any place, people do this infamously, they go to Paris and try to see everything they can possibly see in four days. That's physically impossible, and you're just going to exhaust yourself and be miserable, to be honest. Right. You're just being exhausted. So I think there's a happy medium in, in, in there where you want to experience it, Right, but you don't want to overplan it. So almost every time we do stuff, is we're going to plan at least a portion of the trip. It may be all of the day, but when then we're off the next day or half a day today, and you know on your own the rest of it. But 
You want to be able to ex- experience things. Which right. is exactly what I ran into. You have something to say, Jim? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, part of that uh, in experiencing, whether it's, say, like Paris or Prague or, or wherever you're at, is, is the local culture and going to the restaurants, sitting outside the cafes and all that. And, and if you're just running from one event to the next event to the next, you wear yourself out. You can't enjoy those little things. And just sitting back and having a beer or wine or, or whatever libation you like and just people watching the culture, it, 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 one, it's relaxing, but you're really soaking up, up the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So these day trips and all that are very important, and, and, and Tony made a good point. Do it based on what you like. If you like history and, and, and you're in Paris and you want a day trip out to Normandy, I mean, that's powerful. We were in Munich and went to the Dhaka concentration camps. And once again, powerful, and that's history. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it could be foodie tours or, or whatever, whatever you're interested in based on where you're going. I mean, that's the important part to you. I mean, the, the, the experience is about you and what, you, what you're getting out of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What has happened in this planning aspect of this trip is what makes it different. You know, I'm f- I'm 50 years old, and my time on on vacation is a little bit more a little bit different than a 25 year old who's on you know what i mean who's on their going uh, to spring break in daytona right (laughs) who's they're on their honeymoon they have a week they've had a week so i'm like so i was there for what two weeks we were there almost 11 12 days yeah almost two weeks right so they've got a week and i'm i've got a and we did two islands we did santorini and we did Mykonos. mykonos and I asked her, do you want Mykonos or do you want Santorini? Because I, I, I really can't do both. We can't get both in Not days. in seven days. You're not going to do it. You know, uh, it's not going to – you're not going to have the time to, to appreciate it. So pick one island basically in a week. We'll get you to one island. And she said Santorini. Yeah, so I'm like, choice. okay, fine, perfect. That's great. I know what, what direction I want to take now. So uh, that's where I am right now as far as planning that. And uh, – um, we've got their, I've got her uh, flight booked. I'm going to be booking their hotel here probably in a month, and probably one excursion, and that's probably about it. You know, because in and out in a week, it's pretty quick, and um, they'll enjoy it. They'll be in a, a really nice place. And did you warn her about the airport in Santorini? The air, I did not. We <laughs> warned her just at the airport. Small just and it's, well, it's small and the expansion may be done by then, so it might be good by then. It might be, yeah. yeah. It was a major expansion, but it was tiny. Oh. With a lot of people rolling in and out. Lots of flights in and out of that little place. Yeah. Lots of flights. Uh, and, and, and but very structured. The the weather never gets bad. You know, it's not like weather affects their flights. So there's it's really pretty automatic. Nothing ever really. It's just changed. always crowded. Yeah, it's always crowded. Yeah. Um, but you just have to deal with that. And but you're not going to have weather delays. You're not going to have all that. It just doesn't. I, and, I mean, maybe you will at certain times of the year in Santorini mm-hmm. or Greece, but I doubt it. No. So there's the an important part of the, the planning is the you know the weather and and looking at your local where you're going and the, the weather patterns that they have, is that something that they considered on this trip no, to Greece? No, Greece just because they've great. never been there. The only way, the only reason it was considered because I've been there. Well, let's be I clear. Have, it only rains seven days <laughs> in Santorini. They get 41 inches of rain a year in Greece. Year. <laughs> that's all they get. And that's so over, that's yeah, over yeah, our that's winter time. That's like December. And this is going to be, this is October. This is mid-October. That's going to be beautiful. So it's going to be Perfect, great yeah. for them. 
it shouldn't be rainy and it should be really nice. Knock on wood. I don't yeah. want to jinx you, it for you. Don't know. You can't predict the weather, but yeah, uh, it's it's very arid there. So all right, well, we'll, we'll get back into some more some more planning and excursions with maybe some of Jim and Tony's experiences and maybe some of John's. Uh, it's about halftime, so we we usually take and today we're going to take a little bit of time to talk about a kind of a foodie experience. And I think John, you had a a topic for us today or a place that you had visited with a great food experience? Yeah, so uh, Eric and I uh, and another buddy, we actually went to, uh, so we, we have a, uh, we all went to the same college and uh, they happened to make it to a very high level in the Division Two uh, football championship uh, series and uh, it, it happened to, to have been held in uh, Long Island and we were we yeah we were staying in new york and you know using tools that we now are you know we're so lucky to be able to use like yelp and you know and other tools like that sky scanner uh we i found yeah you know i i i was like i need a good steak you know it 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 had been a long day we the the game was cold very windy and i was like i need a good good steak I i need a good beer and so I went on Yelp, and we found the Benjamin Steakhouse on 41st Street in, in, in Manhattan, and it was fabulous. It was, the service was wonderful. Um, the steak was the best I've ever had in my life, and, you know, it was just an amazing experience. So, Eric, did you have anything to add to that, or? It was one of the better steaks I've ever had. Did you say a better? Really good atmosphere. Better, not best? The best steak? Gosh. Don't go there. No, let's let's no, stick with Benjamin's no, no, that was good. <laughs> no, it's not, it, you it, said it, atmosphere, though, John. What, what, really what did awesome. you like about the place? So it was... Um, Very good I, service. You know, I don't know what the place was at one time, but it was um, it was just kind of a grand, big room. You know, you know, the ceiling was probably 20 feet above you. Uh, beautiful mahogany bar. The service was exquisite. I mean, we're talking, you know, er, just everything was just top notch. That's Typical awesome. New York. Everything what, what was kind just, of yeah. steak. Did you get? I had a fillet. I, I, you know, if I'm gonna go to a place like that, I'm gonna get the best thing on the menu, and you know, it, it, it was well worth the money. Let me just put it that way. Perfectly cooked, perfectly seasoned. It was just wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, it was very good. I, it was. Did a you do the fillet too, Eric? I don't. I can't remember exactly what cut of meat I got. But it was delicious and it was it was good. I can't remember the cut I got. If it was, I think filet. Eric got the Salisbury steak. I, <laughs> got, uh, I had the hamburger. I'm pretty sure they don't have Salisbury it steak was, on that well, menu. If, if I know myself, it was either it was either uh, the fillet or it was a, a ribeye. Rib one of the yeah, two. That's, that's the only two. Th- yeah. Is there any other? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people like a New York strip, and they don't like yeah. you know less. Fat, I'll take but, a New York or or even a. But it when was, you find them, a T-bone, bone. does anybody T-bone. even do those anymore? But my God, that good mixture of both, that's awesome. But anyway, yeah, the, 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 I digress. <laughs> the, the two cuts to have at this place were probably the ribeye or the filet. Yeah, right? ribeye and filet. Yeah. The service was great. It was. You yeah, know, and it, the, was, it was a Russian-type steakhouse. It seemed to so have been. Um, Everybody yeah. spoke what Russian. Okay. The people looked and acted Russian. So Benjamin's a, a Russian? It seemed that well, way. Well, I don't know the connection there. You know, you would think maybe uh, Igor, 
you know, steakhouse, but this was definitely Benjamin. I don't know. Yeah, don't, I don't know the history. And you said it was on 41st? 41st. 41st. Yeah. Right in Manhattan. Yeah. So there you go, recommendation. What, what time of the day did you all go in? What, hmm. late, late evening? It was probably, no, it wasn't late. Time. It was probably seven, oh. seven-ish. Okay, uh, yeah, seven. because after that we went to Greenwich Village okay. uh, and had a... Had, had some drinks. Yeah, we stayed. Um, we stayed near Times Square. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, it, was, it was an. It was really a fun weekend. That's a fun city. Downtown. Right. Downtown. Downtown. Okay. I'm hungry for a steak now. Right. All right. Well, we'll. Uh, thanks, John, for that, and Eric for your all's experience there. So, uh, back into you know planning, upcoming planning, and and day trips. Jim, you want to jump in here and. Give us a couple of examples or a couple of things you've got going on or have done. Um, well, yeah, uh, and I'm sort of freewheeling here a little bit. We got some trips, a couple of trips coming up. Uh, specifically, we're going to uh, Oktoberfest in October, and, uh, and and on the same trip, a few days in Oktoberfest in Munich, and then going to Paris for the Great Harvest Festival. Mm-hmm. So those things are starting to be planned. We we because of Oktoberfest, you have to book your hotel uh, if you want to be fairly close to the, the fairgrounds or the or where the, the festival is um, usually up to a year in advance so so we do go in Harry Hall leads the way on this we get a room good rooms at good hotels that are you know within a couple blocks of, of the, the fairgrounds and uh, but you get them so that you can one you don't well you have to put a deposit down but they're, they're refundable within 90 days so if something were to come up, you know, within that year that you can't go, you have that out to so get your money back. Um, so 90 days before, you're going to know if you're going or not. So that's the big thing as far as the planning for a big festival like that, where you know there's going to be a ton of people and it's tough to get accommodations. Similar to, to Pamplona, which I'm also sort of planning on going to. I'm planning on going to, but I haven't set the dates, and, and this is kind of late to not know your dates for Pamplona. <laughs> But um, uh, we have a couple of buddies who have booked a, a, a bigger place, and I know that if things don't come together with a few of us going, going that there's at least a, a room there. So I've kind of got an out, but usually <laughs> this should be booked already. Yeah, backup plan. You have a backup plan. I'm definitely plan. committing a faux pas here. Yeah. <laughs> so so you've, you've done Oktoberfest before, yeah. uh, at least a few times, I, I, if I recall. I've done it once. You've done it one time. So... Have you changed anything in your planning this time around after the experience last time? Did you have like something that didn't go so well that made you adjust your plan for this time around? Uh, no, everything went pretty good last time. We had, had uh, that was my 50th last time we went, and we were coming from Prague. Um, and we, uh, from Prague, we had a choice of, uh, of taking the train or taking a bus. And, and the bus was only $25 and got there a half hour quicker than the train. So compared, I mean, the train was not expensive either. It was $40 or $50. So we took the bus and, and went through the German mountains and on the Autobahn. And it was a beautiful experience. It was a double-decker. So we were up top and the views were fantastic. Uh, came into the bus station, which was centrally located in Munich. And uh, I guess we got a cab to the hotel. But it was, I mean, everything went Actually, we walked. We walked. We walked. We were already so, we were so about four blocks. Planned yeah. in advance, or did you make that decision? Yeah, we did. There? You you had your tickets for the train ride in advance. Yeah. Well, the the bus we did. Bus in advance. Bus. We knew what we were going to do. Gotcha. We oh yeah. yeah. Bus, you don't buy the tickets to mm-hmm. get there. Oh. Yeah. 
we had had it planned out which bus to get. Right, but the train through the countryside. That was a bus. That was oh, that was the oh, sorry, it was a double decker. You say bus. train, we say bus. <laughs> train bus, same same thing. Train here. bus, car. train bus, very now, good. Um, as far as anything, so as far as planning, nothing different. I don't think we're at the same hotel. But we're close to it. Or is it the same? It is not the same hotel. It's close to it. Yeah. But being in that area was the main thing, which we're we're doing, and so it's easy to get down to the festival and back and, and into the main part of Munich. Um, last time, and I kind of already mentioned this, we, we did a little day trip to Dhaka, the concentration camp. They don't really need to do that again, and to be honest, this is something I need to start looking into. What are some other day trips around mm -hmm. there? Um, so that's part How many of days will you be there this time? We're going to be there three or four and then head over to, to Paris and, and uh, the Great Harvest Festival, which uh, a lot of Tony and Terry and, and, a, and a number of the people in Eric have been to that, and John also have been to that festival before. Um, I've been to Paris before, but I haven't been to the festival, so uh, I don't know whether there's any other day trips, other sites to see yet, because I'm not sure about the festival and what to expect, so I'm going to lean on them a little bit for that. Yeah, that's good but, enough in and of yeah. itself, yeah. The for festival. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah. I agree. But part of the planning part, which was your question, is one, when you're going to a festival, obviously that's going to take up a few days. That's kind of the, the event that you're going for. but. Even the festival, even the most raucous ones, I mean, there's only so many days you can do the same thing over and over again. So it is good to know what other little outlets you can go to. With Paris, obviously, there's a ton of options. Um, and, and Munich also. I just need to look at yeah. so, But that's where we're at in that, that planning stage. We're still eight, nine months away. So those are things you, we, we've got the hotel booked. And we'll, you know, we book in flights here soon. But then you start looking at the day excursion somewhere in between that. You have your main reason to go and then book, you know, get your main thing, the flight, and the hotel's book, then you start doing little things. In and, I, and I think one of the cool things that, you know, the group has done over the years that I've realized is is everybody travels together, but they can book, they're booking separate flights. They're not trying to, you know, all get on the same flight. That's crazy. all land at the same time and all leave at the same time. That never so happens. the flexibility for everybody to, to do that is something that, maybe some of our listeners haven't really thought about. They think, well, we're, we're all, let's all get together and go on a big trip. Um, but everybody's schedules are different. You know, somebody may need to work a little bit longer, but you guys, everybody, it's like, okay, well, we're going to land um, and we'll meet up a half a day later or a day later, and it's just about getting together when you can and, and doing the yeah. you enjoy. And, and you don't even do all of your day excursions. Yeah, and I would say, you know, if you're talking about planning for a group, um, it's impossible <laughs> you can't even get eight people together, you know, at your house on a regular basis. So <laughs> to try to do that across the globe is impossible. So, you know, all of our trips is, well, you know, whoever, somebody always instigates the initial part of it. Hey, I'm going, we're going here. There's two of us, three of us, four of us that are doing this. Who else wants to go? And then you just kind of throw it out there and saying, hey, this is where we're going to be for these days. This is where we're going to be for these days. Here's where we're staying. Here's how we got there. Here's our flight numbers. Here's how we're going from one point A to point B. Join us where you can, you know. And some people will say, "Okay, great. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to jump on your flight if it's available. If not, I'm going to try to arrive around the same time, you know." So you know, there's no reason not to utilize that, but you don't have to. And in, I mean, there's I would almost say every trip that we take as a group that is more than a four or five day trip 
that people either do all of it or they'll come in for the front half of it and leave or they maybe they add on to the back of it and do something else. You know, it's not like we're all doing the same thing all the time because that's just impossible. And it's very difficult to do, too. So to try to organize eight people on a train, come on. I mean, you could do it, but it, it would be... Well, it's just hard. It's hard. It's a different way yeah. of doing it. And, and uh, yeah, so the I think the group would suggest that uh, be, be flexible. Yeah. A few people travel together. I tell you, one you thing can, that's really kind of cool is you actually fly separately and, like, you meet up in, like, your favorite place in whatever city you're going to. Like, like uh, when Eric and I went to Paris back in 2018, we met our good fraternity brothers, you know, great greatest friends, and we just met them in Paris. And it was it was kind of cool to meet them there instead of at some airport in the U.S. You know, it was just kind of kind of cool. Oh wow, we get into Paris, and oh, there's my buddies. Yeah. What's well, <laughs> like I've known for you know, how many I mean, years? But we're in right Paris. Though? It's the like, same thing. Yeah, we we're in Paris. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, where are we? We're in Paris. When we were in Bangkok, we were just talking about that, you know, Jim Scott and I got into Bangkok before Jim Reed and Terry Hall. And we were, we were all checked into the our Airbnb, and we are like, okay, they have to walk down this alley. There's no way else to get to this place. So we sat on the corner, ordered some, you know, fabulous Thai beer and right. some 50-cent <laughs> pad Thai or whatever, and sat there and waited for them to show up. <laughs> Your first experiences in, yeah. in- the yeah, and ironically, they were having FaceTime with Jez in the hospital bed <laughs> <laughs> after his surgery. So after surgery. it is kind of funny that, you know, you don't see some of your friends that, you know, you, you live so close to each other yeah. in the States. You don't see them. And then you travel 6,000 miles. And you're like, hey, what's point. up, man? That's a great point. <laughs> well, in, in speaking of, you know, small world, you know, was it Terry last week talking about running into a couple of people from his hometown while he was oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 little kindergarten table and chairs on the <laughs> beer corner in, in Hanoi Vietnam um, drinking 25 cent draft beer and we're sitting there next to, to several uh, two British couples and you know you kind of overhear conversations kind of you know chime in a little bit laugh ha ha that type of stuff as the evening goes on and then somehow we actually struck up a conversation of you know I don't even know, you know, the normal thing, you don't even know how you got into the conversation to begin with, and just, well, where are you all from? And we're like, and usually, because people don't know West Virginia, especially the Eastern Panhandle, which is closer to D.C. than the rest of the state, so we just say, well, we're from a small town outside Washington, D.C., uh, in a state called West Virginia. And he's like, is that a college there? <laughs> we're like, Yeah. <laughs> We're still thinking he there's no way. He's just he's just BSing with us. A lot of towns have a college there. Sure. And uh, he said, and, and there's a train station there, right? There's train tracks that run through. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. So my my uncle used to live there and commute to DC, and I lived with or came visiting numerous times, and he lived right by the uh, the train station in Shepherdstown. So this guy, who's an ex-British Pat, lives in Bangkok and was visiting Hanoi. Had been to Shepherdstown, our hometown, which was pretty incredible. Well, yeah, and, yeah. Well, then, literally, like after we, you and I left, Terry runs into that another person. It was a, a girl they were standing with or something, and 
she went to uh, Dickinson College, which is where he lives. He lives in Carlisle. Right. So, like, so literally three days later after we meet a guy who's from Shepherdstown or been to Shepherdstown, he runs into a person who went to college where he currently lives. It's like, seriously, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> um, changing gears or maybe yep. a little bit of a sidetrack here, Tony, you have mentioned before um, as far as planning goes and preparation you know, setting up the right plan with your cell phone. I know this last trip, yeah, you were a little bit more aware of that because you might have been doing some video videoing and uh, things of that sort. What what uh, advice can you give us on managing your cell plan or your credit cards and things of that sort before you go on these trips? Well, cell phones. Um, I mean, technology constantly changes, so this is probably good for the next three days. Um, <laughs> but it depends on what you want to do. So, you know, d- depending on what carrier you are, are on, almost all of them now when you travel abroad, you'll be able to get some type of cell phone coverage, texting, and a basic data plan. What you need to check is to make sure, depending on, again, your carrier, whether you need to turn it on before you leave. Like, I'm with Sprint. Our business plan is defaulted to that. I haven't signed up for it. What I found out, though, on this trip, which is important, Dep- again, depending on what you want to do, now that we're doing, you know, these travel blogs and, you know, this types of, uh, of work, I want to do a lot of live video. Well, my basic data plan, that's not going to cut it. I mean, it's very, very sketchy video. It, it was terrible. It was blotchy. And while I was abroad, I couldn't upgrade. I had to do it before I went. So that's an issue. Um, now, the new phone that I'm getting ready to get, so again, it depends on your phone. If you can just swap it out or put in a different data plan or, or, or put in a different, you know, your chip, your SIM card, um, you can do that. Now, again, when you do that, though, then you don't get your phone calls. So it just depends on what your, your needs are. Um, just check in and, and, and look at the things. I probably, next time, will actually will just get a, a phone there. So I can keep this because I'm always going to need my number because of business stuff. I need to be able to get that phone right. call. I can't take out my SIM card, not for 10, 14 days. That's not going to work. So I may just get another phone um, unless wow, they come out with some of these new phones. Yeah, so you, get a, you, you can do some of these burner phones, basically, that has high-end Video plans. Are you doing something else that we don't know about? I mean, <laughs> no. I, I watch TV and, and movies and people. No, I'm talking about for video. But the you know some of the new phones though now you can do dual SIM cards that they can, depending on the technology happens, I'll do that so you can throw in another one and you get a high end. And then again, I'm going to check because you know all your data plans change, and if I can get a high end data plan on my phone for a reasonable price, I'll do that. But. Yeah, it was just it, normally it's not an issue, but when you were trying to do like we were in Bangkok trying to to film the fireworks on New Year's Eve, I was extremely disappointed because my phone was just terrible. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to do a live check-in, right, on Facebook, right. and that just I mean, I have great video on my GoPro, but not on my phone. Mm-hmm. So, right. That's yeah. Nah, good advice. Yeah. All right. Okay, well that was a little bit of a sidetrack. So, back to you Mr. Scott, what else? Anything else that you have upcoming or excursions you want to talk about? Uh, those are the main ones now. Um, so, not specifically. No, I mean, I mean, I kind of touched on them and, and so forth. So, you know, Eric's got got a, a, an Italy trip coming up. Yeah, 
well, we want to, did you want to chat about that a little bit? Or I Tony, can chat about that a little bit, absolutely. Um, okay, there we go. I am currently, well, if any of you have been listening, uh, I was in Italy in October. I found family, to make a long story short, we are, with my buddy John, I was in Italy, uh, we are uh, taking my father, who is 87 years old, back to Italy in May of this coming year in 2020, uh, to have him meet some of my family members that I met that he never even knew existed. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the throes of planning that right now along with my daughter's uh, <laughs> um, trip to Greece. Trip to Greece. So I'm kind of doing everything at once. So so what have you planned so far for well, the, what the I trip pl- with your dad? Well, I've planned almost everything. We've And this is 10 people. This I have a, I have a big family. I am the youngest of five, so... Uh, it is myself and my father. It is my sister and her husband, my other brother and his wife, and my other sister and her husband, and uh, my other, my third sister, and myself, and my father, and my cousin from Michigan. Okay, so that's ten people. So in in, in this though, you're you're planning it all. So we've I'm, just talked about you know different. Uh, couples and diff- people kind of planning on their own and meeting up somewhere for this trip? Or are you guys all trying to get on the same plane, same time? Is that the goal here with this one? Well, what I find found is because I live in the Washington, D.C. area to fly out of, we're close to Washington, I found flights for all of my family members and uh, out of Washington. Uh, now, I have one sister who lives in Atlanta, uh, outside. She lives in uh, Georgia, southern Georgia, so I had to fly her out of it. She has to fly from Atlanta to Washington, D.C. to fly out with us. And so you were able to get everybody together on the same to flight? I everybody on the I've got all 10 people on the same flight. What was your uh, travel fee that you charged your family? Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, it's going to be a lot of vino and wine. That's the cost. <laughs> You got to stop moving your mic. Like the balance is off here. There we go. We got it. But, stay still. Yeah, uh, I can't stay still. Closer is that better? So, so Just what else? What else on the trip have you have you planned? So you've got well, the flights. I've got planned. the flights booked. How did you do the? You know where you're going to stay. Well, uh, only uh, basically what I'm doing is retracing my steps that I did in October because it's what I know. But I have to do it for 10 people now. And it's, you know, so uh, it's a little bit of, a, of an ordeal. Um, I have planned our first. So what we're doing is this is the we're leaving on the 4th of May and we're landing on the 5th. We're going to be staying in Rome from the 5th, 6th. 7th and 8th uh, in Rome, and then we're going to be traveling south um, to our the area that our family is in and going to be staying there four nights. And then we're going to be traveling a little bit further northwest and staying in the Naples area um, for from the, let's see, the 12th through the, uh, let's see, 8th through the 12th. To the twelfth of uh, May. So, are you staying in the, the same hotels, same bed and breakfasts that, that you did oh, on your trip? Uh, actually, yeah, because when I was there on my trip, I stayed in a place in Santa Severina, that's where my father is from, um, 
and it, it was I pay I booked it through booking.com and it was very inexpensive $60 for me for a night when I was there I said this it was a place on the side of a hill uh, olive trees it was just beautiful and it was a I was there by myself and it was a house with a pool that could and it had two apartments and it could definitely house enough people about 10 or 12 people and I thought man if I brought my family back here we could all stay here well that's exactly what has happened that's cool I was able to communicate with that person talk to them and and say listen I'm bringing my family there there'll be 10 of us can we book the whole place for four nights and of course they're gonna say yeah Absolutely. So that's what I that's did. That's very cool. So, so, so you paid sixty a night by yourself. Was it sixty a night for a piece, or how how did that work? Well, they're being very generous to us. Um, it's twenty five dollars a night per person. Per, wow. Right. Well, you know that that's a a good advice to have. It, so depending on the place, and if you use Airbnb or Verbo, again one of our affiliates, the Everybody, everybody prices their, their situation different. So some people will say it's the same price whether you take the whole house and there's one of you or you take the whole house and there's 12 of you. Whereas other people will say it's this price up to the first four, then after that it's a certain price. So, But another good advice, this is coming from now owning a property that we have on you know Airbnb, but also you know we'll touch on this, our trip a little bit, going to France for the entire month of July in, in looking at different places just because they don't give you. So there's, there's a, a situation where you can go on and if you stay longer than say seven days, you can have a built in discount or if you stay a month, they'll give you a discount. Not everybody does that, but there's nothing that says that if you go, Hey, yo guy that owns this place, we're going to be here for 25 days can you give us a discount or throw out a price and say, hey, it's this per night, but would you be willing to do the whole 30 days for this price? They can absolutely say yes. If it's far enough in advance, they're going to Absolutely, because bird in the hand is worth a bird in the bush, right? <laughs> but that's, again, something to think about. If you're going to do a long extended stay especially or if you have a large group, those are the places that aren't as readily available as like – you know, a one bedroom or a studio pl- a flat that's available someplace. So if you have a large group or if you want to stay for an extended period further in advance. So we have ours nearer down to about eight to 10 places. I want to try to book it this weekend. So, and you know, with a group of 10 people, you have negotiating power. You know, you really, I've got 10 people. Of so, course you, of course you want me. So you have, well, they don't care about so people. They care about money. Well, <laughs> money, people means money. Right? I mean, well, not necessarily. Yeah, I That's what I was just saying. You could have two people at the same price. So. Well, okay. Right, so, yeah, yeah. Right. so so what did you do for the other places you're staying? So that you've got the house here for four nights at the 25 well, a night. Uh, so. We're going to be in Rome for three nights. So I put that off on someone else in the group. And I said, listen, I'm going to be booking all the other things. I'm going to be booking all the other things. And you all can decide to book the places in Rome. Where do you want to stay? So they just chose a Marriott. We're just going to be staying in a Marriott in, in Rome. Uh, but, you know, as we, you know, that's only three nights. When you get into longer longer stays, it's more, to me, it's more beneficial to do an Airbnb and it's more cost efficient, especially for 10 people than hotels. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we have to do Airbnb or we have to do bed and breakfast or Airbnbs. And I have the perfect 
places I've I've already found right, and uh, and that's 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 what I've done. So we booked the the Airbnbs uh, or the bed and breakfast. Um, now we booked an Airbnb for our place in Sorrento also, and this is a, and, and and here's the de- here's the thing. So this Airbnb in Sorrento for we will be there from the eighth to the seventeenth or the twelfth to the seventeenth of May. I think they're charging us for one Airbnb for that'll sleep it'll sleep twelve people. It might be six hundred dollars for that time. That's crazy. Wow. Or if it's not six it's eight hundred. Right. So there's only ten of you going. But it oh, sleeps twelve. I'm sorry. It sleeps twelve. It sleeps. This was so, John, what are you doing May twelfth? You want to go? You only have ten, so yeah, you need two more. Absolutely. Checking my calendar. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so how are you traveling between uh, um, the places? Are you are you renting a car, or how how are you getting from place to place? All kinds of ways in Italy because what we're doing is after we leave Rome, we will be training to the southern Italy because it's the only way to get efficiently get down to the area that we have to get from Rome to southern Italy to the Calabria area. And once we get there, I'll be renting a car. So I've also had to book vehicles, but I've had to book vehicle f- vehicles for 10 people, you know. So how did you do That's that? That's difficult right? in Europe. Uh, uh, so here's the, the problem that I've run into. Did you get a van? And, and, and the other problem is I'm going to be Santa Severina, people don't realize, it is in Italy. It is a place on the top of a hill that to you, you're not going to get a van up to the top of it. You're not going to get through these hairpin turns. It's just not going to happen. I have a small Toyota and could barely navigate myself around these hairpin turns. And I'm telling my whole family, we're going to have 10 people in a van. We're not even going to be able to get to the top of the hill because we're not going to be able to make the turn. So we have to be, you have to really think about this. So what I've rented is uh, a five-passenger SUV and about a seven- to eight-passenger van to be able to house all, get all of us and our luggage. So what we're going to have to do is probably maybe a couple trips up and down the hill in either the van, if the van makes it, or the SUV. You know, are you are you with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what, what service did you use to book the vehicles? Uh, the the vehicles. Okay. So, when you book all these flights and everything through, whether it be Booking dot com or Kayak, once you book those, they flood you with deals. They flood your emails with deals. And you can find them. And I'm like, okay. And once you find the deal, they say, okay, we'll rent you a car for this deal. Okay, well, let's see what you can rent me a car for 10 people. And usually you end up saving money over in the long haul when you book for such a large group. Does that make sense? I'll I'll be honest, though. You can actually get deals on the cars um, just by following up with emails. So here's what I and just throwing right, it out exactly. from a follow up. That's what I said. They give you the deals. Just the taking deal. the family to Florida for for um, over uh, last summer for the you know we flew down stay for the beach. So I needed I had again two teenage boys who are six foot two right and I needed a car seat. So we needed an SUV. I mean there was no ifs ands or buts and you know so the same thing book the flights. 
This goes back to my Spirit Airlines, which I will never fly them again. <laughs> Let's be clear. Um, oh, never will be. Um, I don't care how much money they throw on us. The <laughs> well, maybe. All right, but so you know, same thing. You get these flood of emails, right? So I'm status on a few of them. I just said, you know what? Why not negotiate? Who's who's to say? I just sent an email and said, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what we got. What do you what do you propose? And they came back and I, and I flat out told them. I said, um, you just got beat by certain amount of money. Uh-huh. I don't remember the number. So badly. Yeah, and I got this whole thing back, and they gave me a free car seat, so I didn't even have to take mine. I was like, <laughs> yeah, golden. I mean, what, what's there to lose? Yeah, you just. That's the thing is, don't assume that just because what you're presented is the only offer. I will tell you this. So I rented a five-passenger SUV, and and I can't, for some reason in Italy, I can't find an automatic vehicle. They don't exist. All. Not in the South. Manual, they're all <laughs> man, which I don't care. But I'm going to have other people with me, and I'm going to have to have another driver, and the other driver has to be able to either has to be able. Hey, to our Beamer in Calabria was Beamer automatic. Was nice, right? I, and I, I'm, and what's? How did you get that? I have to ask. Because I got because connections. No, I I have no connections. Because every, it's, it, what's funny is every time I went to book, it always said automatic vehicle. You know, automatic automatic vehicle. You know. Um, it never gave me the option of an automatic vehicle. It always said, it always gave me, this is going to be a manual vehicle. I don't care because I can drive a manual vehicle. It doesn't bother me. But to those of you out there that can't drive it, you need to be able to, you need to look out for that. I have one tip. Call your insurance agency here to make sure what kind of coverage you have while you're over there. Yep. Um, because I didn't know, and uh, because I didn't know, I actually signed up for my rental companies in in Italy's insurance because I just didn't want to risk it. So, yeah, quick call. Call your insurance company. See what your coverage is even when you're overseas. And add add it to that, though. Select out of the coverage of the rental car company then if you confirm the coverage. Absolutely, and it'll save you a lot lot of money. money. Add but you've got to know beforehand because the laws are different over there yep. and insurance coverage is different over there. Every company. And this is why a quick call will tell you that. A big, well, we, I'm confused. So the, 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 the your, so your I, carrier here could say yeah. that you're covered over there, but if but so I have excellent yeah. So I have excellent uh, insurance coverage here at USAA, um, but I did not call them in advance. And I was asked when I got to Italy to rent my car some questions that I could not answer because I did not, bo- I, you know, I hadn't bothered to call my insurance company beforehand. And I opted for their insurance just to be on the safe side. Come to find out once, once I got back home that, you know, it was all covered. But that's not necessarily always the case. So just, just call your insurance company here before you go just to make sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but 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 you were covered in Italy by USAA. No, I see. Um, so I never. I don't know. I I probably was Brian, but um, because I hadn't called him in advance when I was signing the documents to rent the car, I didn't know that because I hadn't called them. So I signed up for their insurance, which wound up costing me more money that I probably didn't need to spend. Yeah. So. I- it, it really depends on your insurance company, and I would say this. There's two things. If you know that you're going to drive in a foreign country, 
check the license requirements. One, to make sure that a U.S., if you're from the U.S., of course, <laughs> a U.S. license will allow you to drive there. That's the first thing. Second thing is your insurance. And there's two things. So if you're, depending on your credit card and when you signed up for it, so I can't swear to it, but it's one of the big things I love about the Amex Business Platinum, You a lot of that stuff is covered. So you don't have to sign up for any of that. And then you combine that with your own personal insurance coverage. If you just tell them that you're traveling abroad, even if it's not included, they will actually give you a rider for a certain period of time that covers that. So you have to do it in advance. Can't do it right, while you, you're there. Do you have to prove that to the company you're renting from? Like nope. When you say, you're just waving it. it. Nope. If you wreck it, they're going to send you a bill for like $10,000. The car's worth four. They're going to send you a bill. Right. And then you just turn it to your insurance company and they d- negotiate it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So he and he brings up an interesting point, which is uh, the IDL, the International Driver's License, That's which, uh, depending on what country you're in, all it really does is translate the language of your native driver's license into whatever country you're visiting. So it's uh, yeah, it's like eight dollars or something. You can get it through uh, AAA or whatever, but it's it's a good investment if you're going to be driving in yep. a foreign country. You just have yeah, to know whatever. what your requirements are. Yep. Like, I, I hardly ever drive. Let's be honest. I like to enjoy a libation or two. So chances are I'm not going to drive unless we're traveling across country. But when we went to um, Dubrovnik, Eric and, and Shelly and I, we were going into Bosnia, right? So awesome drive. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. But I checked it out. only thing I needed was a passport. It. As long as I had a designated U.S. driver's license, I just needed to show my passport to go in and out of the country, and that was it. Not granted, it was through machine gun checkpoints, but it's fun. <laughs> but it was pretty cool, though. Yeah, you just don't know. So eight, you got to check. You know, basically, almost anywhere in the world you want to travel, get an IDL, and you're covered. Yeah. I mean, the, and just let me add to that. The reason that is is because it it breaks down the language because. These police officers, if they pull you over for speeding and you don't, you don't speak their language, they're mad at you, especially in Italy. Uh, because well, those they, Italians get angry. Speaking one in the, in the crowd here. the time to learn the language, <laughs> and if they can't understand it, they're going to give you a ticket. It's just that simple. You know, and if you have an international driver's license, maybe there's some, maybe they appreciate that, you know, maybe, and they can read it and they can imagine, see. Yeah, the more yeah, you're prepared. Yeah, and it's worth, like John said, it's worth the investment. Yeah, if you're going to drive, I would recommend that. Yeah. I would, I, I don't think I would ever go over there like, I'm going to get one when we go to France for the entire month because we're going to drive. Sure. Yeah. And Whereas you, normally I don't, I don't really care because I'm never going to drive. You yeah. can get IDLs for like 10 years. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'll be yeah. dead in ten years. So no, you won't. The rest you won't. I doubt that. I doubt How much that. time we got left? So well, we can go as long as we want. So well, where I was are just we? Going to say we're we're at, we're at an hour and eleven minutes, uh-huh. but that's just fine. So we're getting close to wrapping up. But uh, any any other um, great planning tips? Anybody else want to touch on anything before we begin to wrap up? So, so I don't have any really tips. Other, I mean, other than the excursions, we're working on you know because again we're going to France for 
a month. Right. So we're trying to plan if, on. If anybody out there has any questions, uh, I know we haven't covered everything and we jump all over the place. If you have any questions, let us yes, know. We do. We do yeah, well, I mean, it just happens. It's just complicated. Just like now, you just jump in with a question. So, so Tony, what, I'm a jumper. What, what day do you all have some excursions that you're thinking about? Um, planned? Other than a few, not really. I mean, we're going to uh, we're going to get hit San Michelle. I haven't done that outside of Paris. I mean, it's been like on a day trip. It's kind of like. I always tease Terry said I never went to the Eiffel Tower until my third trip to Paris. But <laughs> Sam Michelle, I feel like you should have been there after eight trips, but I haven't. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna do that. Um, how, how far of a drive in or trip in will you have from where you're thinking about staying? Um, it really depends. It uh, it'll be anywhere from two to five of a drive. I probably will train up. Yeah, gotcha. So Definitely. more than likely, what we're gonna do is on that trip, for example, just planning it out. So our older Two boys are teenagers. One's going to be a senior in college. One's going to be a senior in high school. They're only going to stay for two weeks of the three and a half, four weeks. You know, one's got to work. The other one's football camps, that type of thing. So but they're going to be flying out of Paris. So we're actually going to drive them up to Paris. And then on the way out is probably when we're going to hit San Michelle, do a few little day trips down through the whole western part of of france back down because right now it looks like we're going to stay in the bordeaux region that could change it could be over closer to lyon i don't even know i mean there's been so many deals i'm I'm actually waiting on people to respond back to my request for pricing Mm -hmm. but i could be anywhere from four or five different regions of france but and you're how far out from this um july okay so we're what seven months six months six months i mean i'm i'm pushing it you know, two of the I always do. I mean, it, it adds to my excitement. It, fru- it frustrates the hell of my wife, but she, you know, you get what you want, you we'll want. find something that'll be acceptable. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're gonna be in France for yeah. four weeks, so <laughs> it'll be fine. But so, this will uh, be a great life trip. Don't suck. Life does not life suck. So, <laughs> if I could just uh, mention one more thing, um, kind of to, to like wrap up my thoughts on what we've all been talking about, um, is um, planning trips is kind of old school and new school so we have the new school which is yelp and TripAdvisor, but we also have our buddies like jez who can like hook us up with sherpas you know and 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 people who just have been there our buddy our fraternity brother terry hall who has been there and can say you really don't want to go to louvre on this day uh, you know you want to either go in the morning or just skip that day altogether it's really it's, it's a combination of those two things. So if you, you know, can use your tech, and, but you also have somebody who's fortunate to have been where you want to go, you're golden. Absolutely. Good yeah. advice. Very Good well advice. said. And I would say this, travel enough, and you meet those guys, your friends, and you'll have your own connections. Right. Yeah, so and, and if friends. You know, if you have questions about places to go, you know, go, go to the friends at carryon.com. And I'm going to say real quick. We uh, before we close it out, we're going to run this promotion, right? So you have to go to the website. There'll be a new link. It's not up yet, but I want to go ahead and throw it out now. We're looking for suggestions of places to go, things to do for 2021. So we're already throwing around a bunch of stuff. You're talking about, you know, hitting base camp of Everest, but there's a bunch of us. We're going to do a ton of trips in 2021. So we're, we're interested in seeing what people want to see. And 
We're going to be doing a lot of documentation. I mean, things are taking off now. We're going to be doing a lot of videos, a lot of YouTubes. So we're just curious what everybody wants to see. So go there and give some suggestions. Of course, hit it on Facebook and let us know what you want to where would you like right. us to go? And if Please you and if you go there and input. you you register today, um, then you'll be sure to get the information on those for sure. contests. For sure. So you can go in and make the suggestions. You'll get access to some bonus content. Um, get uh, first uh, first information on podcasts, things of that sort. So uh, www.friendsthatcarryon.com is where we are. Um, you can find us uh, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as well. And uh, at today, friends that, at carry friends that carry on. Thank you, Eric. And uh, so today was our, our freestyle edition. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're the friends that carry on. And we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Au revoir. Arrivederci. Be sure to join the friends next week with another great podcast. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. You can also find the friends and other content on www.friendsthatcarryon.com. Or check us out on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching Friends That Carry On. Thanks again for joining us. And don't forget to carry on, friends.